Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. This is Comedians with Ghost Stories, and I'm your host, Emily Winter. Today on the podcast, Pranav Bihari. Hello, hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And I've never heard your ghost story before, so I'm super pumped to hear this. When does it take place? I have a lot of ghost stories, actually. I've I've had multiple ghost stories, and um, do you want me to tell you the most recent one? Tell me the most recent, and then we'll just, we'll do a bunch of them. Okay. We can, Um, might as well. So this is not one where I saw a ghost, Mm -hmm. but I experienced... Uh, like the entity in my apartment. This is this is the building that I live in now. Wait, I have yeah. a question. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you are sort of a medium or have some sort of power? I don't think so. I know a lot of people who are like that okay. and who really have that level of sensitivity. Yeah. And I don't think I have that level of sensitivity. But I, you have a little something. I guess it's a little something, but it's things that happen tangibly that people who don't believe in ghosts then had to witness as well. But, like, nothing ever happens to me. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) Open your eyes, Emily. How about that, huh? Okay. They're begging to get your attention. I would love that. Um, Okay. So, this is in your current apartment in Brooklyn? Well, this is... It's it's actually right next door. So, meaning it's same building, same floor, literally right next door. So, I've lived in this building now for seven, eight years. Okay. And uh, about four years ago, I moved from the old apartment to this apartment that I'm in now. Okay. And so this happened in the old apartment. And uh, just some, I guess, backstory about the place. When I moved in there, I was started as a subletter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was subletting for this family from Senegal. They were like a young family. And they had put up an artificial wall in the living room to make an extra bedroom, basically, because they wanted to treat it like a bed and breakfast while they were living there. Okay, great. Make some money. Um so I moved in there, and uh, when I moved in, the super was this really crazy dude. I, he was like a Jamaican Gandalf the wizard. That's like <laughs> what he looked like. He was super tall, and his face was very wizened, and he had this long beard and these long dreads. And he was like, listen to me, man. You know, the people who were here before, he was like, get rid of all their stuff. He was like, you got to get rid of it, because they had a lot of occult things there. Okay. Which was, what I, that for me, that doesn't do anything for me, because right. I was raised a Hindu, so anybody who's Christian is like, you're the devil anyway, you know? So I'm like, whatever. You're not bothered by that, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not bothered by that. So the statues and all that. And he started taking that kind of stuff out. And I never thought anything about anything. I never... What had happened was I was staying in the artificial room. There was Mm -hmm. great light in there. And that's where I lived. Uh, But I would have guests over. Like uh, two of my best friends, two separate occasions came and visited. And one of them, he was a guy from Spain. Really nice guy. And uh, I woke up the one morning and he was sleeping in like what was the living room on the couch. I was like, what Mm -hmm. are you doing? You know, that's a, a huge bedroom, actually. And he was like, ah, I don't like it in there. I don't like. Ah, I don't like. I don't like. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, it's not good. I don't want to talk. He didn't want to talk about it. I'm like, okay, fine. Huh. And then uh, another friend came and visited, a really good friend of mine, and she stayed in that room. And again, in the middle of the night, she moved out of there. Oh, my God. And I was like, what's going on? And um, she was like, that's a horrible room. I don't like it in there. And um, 
you know, basically she told me about this dream earlier in the night for context. We were listening to Roxy music. I don't know if you know, you mm-hmm. know the band at all. And they have this song called love is the drug. It's a great funky little jam. And we were listening to them earlier in the night. And she says, listen, I had this dream and it was about a little boy whose throat was cut and he was singing love is the drug through the hole in his throat. <gasps> like, that is oh, horrific. That is so like, that's scary. Terrifying. Now keep in mind, I've rarely at this point been in that bedroom at all. Yeah. You know, I just never went in there. So you subletted the whole place. Basically. I mean, I, I stayed in that room. I had had a couple of roommates and none of them ever stayed very long in there. Mm. One of them did stay there for like a, a year and a half and she always kept the lights on in her room even when she slept. And she <gasps> never really told me why and i don't know there was another guy in there who lived there for like six months and he was already creepy that might have been the ghost (laughs) as far as i know you know he literally used to play organ music in the room oh my god and uh he never sleep he never slept at all and he was just a weird guy but people would just come and they would only stay like a few months here and there wow and uh so eventually i'm like okay i want to stop subletting that room and i just want to have the whole apartment to Mm -hmm. myself and um so i took down that wall and when you took down that wall, a lot of beautiful light just comes flooding into the apartment. I started staying in the other room. And I, I took down that wall because my girlfriend, who at the time uh, lived in Lebanon, my ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're was, so worldly. I'm so worldly, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Spanish friends in Lebanon. Whoa. And, um, the other one is just a normal white girl from uh, California. <laughs> that was the other friend, if that cut, cuts it at all. <laughs> and so when my ex, Miren, came and moved in with me, we started staying in, in that big room and I didn't really experience anything in there. I, mm-hmm. It was not, a, I, I didn't like the room because of the light and stuff and there mm-hmm. was, it didn't have a great feeling about it, but it was so much bigger that I liked it. Yeah. And things started happening. There's a very unusual kickoff to this. Um, one afternoon, you know, we're both just hanging out in our underwear and mm-hmm. she's like, look at, look at these. Do you like these panties that I'm wearing? They're new panties. She's like, this is my f- absolute favorite pair of underwear. Mm-hmm. I love them. And she's telling me about this. I'm like, great. And uh, next thing you know, we, you know, they come off and we have sex Mm -hmm. and it's time to put our clothes back on. And she's like, where's the underwear? And I'm like, I don't know. Where did you leave them? He's like, where did you leave them? And always the problem. Right. And so so we're looking around every, and keep in mind, it's not like it was passionate sex. We're just throwing the clothes off or whatever, you know, it's like, it should have just been at on the bed, on the bottom of the bed. It was not there. Uh, it was her favorite pair of underwear by her own admission, Mm -hmm. right? By her own declaration. So we're looking everywhere feverishly for this pair of underwear, we just can't find it. And it was insane. It was really weird. It was very, yeah. very surreal. Because it was only 15 minutes before, you know. Uh, right. So I just outed myself as a quick lay. Um, <laughs> oh, 15 minutes is fine <laughs> well, for you an know, afternoon. That's a couple little... years into the relationship, you know. Who do I have to impress? <laughs> exactly. um, we had a system down. Um, <laughs> but we just could not find this underwear anywhere. And I'm immediately, because, I, I, as I would mentioned, I'd had other experiences with, like, slightly paranormal experiences. And there's a lot of things about removing things, placing them in other places, things like that. And okay. just removing them outright. And so I started to get a weird feeling about it because it was just so, just on the pure level of empiricism... Mm-hmm the underwear was right there and now it's not there and yeah. we literally searched under the bed under the sheets every every possible uh thing you could imagine yeah we've searched for it and we can't find the underwear yeah and so that was the beginning i'm already like oh that's weird and it's also because i just had a weird feeling in the room and stuff like that and then and you've had people tell you and i had people yeah. tell me this is a weird room 
And so after that, uh, a lot of other stuff started happening. The most recent thing uh, in world, to that incident was I just bought a sieve because we were cooking Thanksgiving dinner for like 10 or 15 people. Mm-hmm. So I had to buy a sieve for cooking or whatever. And not long after that, we invited a good friend of mine over for dinner and we needed to use the sieve again. And we're like, can't find the sieve. And we had, we, we had like even nailed a thing on the wall and put it there. And it's, that's where the sieve that's goes. I, was, I felt like an adult buying a sieve. It was the <laughs> weirdest, weirdest adult flex of mine. It was like, I have a sieve and I'm putting it right here. Could not find this thing anywhere. Like anywhere at all. We're just, we're tearing the kitchen apart. Can't find it anywhere at all. I'm at this point just like not feeling good about this. It was only like a few weeks before that the whole underwear thing happened. Like, I, I don't like the feeling about this. And I'm telling her, and she's a hyper-rational person, you know, really just about the empiricism and all mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, look, I get it, but where's the fucking sieve? She's like, yeah. I don't know. We Whatever. Maybe we threw it by accident. I'm like, okay, fair. The next day I come home from work, and um, she's just hanging out in the living room. I'm in the kitchen, and I'm just opening up. I open up the drawer of the silverware to get a spoon because I was having a snack, and there's the fucking sieve. It's just on top of everything else. It's just on top of everything. And I just say to her before I even tell her, like, hey, did you find that sieve? And she's like, no, I haven't seen it. And I'm like, it's right here. It's right here where we looked 10 times at least yesterday. It's just right here. And at that point, I saw her blanch a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, like she was not, she didn't want to fully come out, but she was like, I don't want to talk about this is what she said. Okay. She said, I don't want to talk about this. After this, tons of things are just going randomly missing. <gasps> Hats, articles of clothing. Uh, I'm finding my keys in funny places, like just stuff that's really weird. Yeah. And at this point, I'm also just not feeling great in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a weird vibe in there. And... I, I don't I don't really know how to explain it. I don't want to say I felt like I was being watched, but there's a feeling that you have going down a hallway sometimes where it's like, there's somebody behind me. You can mm-hmm. sense that. And I swear, sometimes I would just be like, there's somebody behind me, and of course there's nobody behind me. Um, now, is all this occult stuff that they had, is that still in the apartment? No. Okay. No. Because you kind of like made it your yeah, own. Yeah, because I've kind of made it my own a little bit yeah. more. Um, so none of that stuff is in there. And... You know, I'm just like, I'm just out loud, just like, what the fuck is going on here? I have no idea what's going on. Now, mind you, most of the people in my building at this point were into the occult, which is a weird thing to say. It was like an occult building. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you know, most of them were Caribbean, so it's not a cult. They're practicing really different forms of spirituality and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at one point I brought it up to the super. I'm like, you know, it's weird in there. And he's like, yeah, I'm telling you the people before, they were fucked up. They were weird. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Um, at this point, I've taken on the lease myself. Because okay. those people had jumped ship on the lease. And basically, there was a lot of rent not being paid. Um, he's telling me that. I'm like, whatever, dude. I don't, I don't, I don't buy any of this. And But I am getting really desperate because things are feeling really shitty in the apartment. And everything culminated one day... When I opened up the mailbox and I found a tiny little statuette of a headless angel. I (gasps) swear to God, I have the picture of it still. I can show it to you. I got you. It was so fucking weird. And I'm just looking at this and I'm just, I'm like, this is 
bullshit. You know, like this is just fucking bullshit. Like, what is this? Somebody must be doing something here, but who? Who could have actually been doing anything? And I'm just like, maybe it's a pin, you know? Maybe it was just a button that fell off. On, it was a cuff link or something for the male person, but there's no back to it or anything. And oh, my God. I, I just don't know what the fuck's going on, you know? And I just see it. And at this point, I just reached my limit. I was just... I fucking had it up to here. And um, I showed my girlfriend. I'll show you the picture after this. And... My girlfriend was freaked out by it. At that point, she was just like, she didn't, she, at that point, she had not been really hanging out in the apartment by herself at all. Okay. Uh, she had she stopped being, like, she would just go to the too. cafe during the day if she had to do her work. She was a freelance, she was a writer. So she would just not stay in the apartment at all during the day. And when she saw that, she really was not happy. And at least I then, wanna... though, I could be like, well, you yeah. know, do you accept? And she was just, she still didn't really want to. She was just upset. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to call my friend who knows about stuff like this. And they did. And she came over and did like a cleansing ceremony of the apartment. Mm -hmm. And um, nothing happened after that. <gasps> it, it worked? It, it, I, think, I guess it worked, but we had no other experiences after that. The apartment felt better. She started hanging out in the apartment uh, for longer periods wow. of time and so on and so forth. And Holy so, smokes. Yeah, that was the most recent thing. And That's it's, insane. Kind of. I mean, what do, you, do you have any thoughts about it now? Is, like, it's you, just like, because it's only... Did she ever find her underwear? No, no. Oh, no. No, no, that never turned up. A couple things didn't turn up, oh. you know, like um, uh, books and stuff like that, stuff that never leaves the apartment. Right. Um, but no, none of that stuff, you know, was ever recovered. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know what to make of it because my friend who came over was like, there's definitely something going on in this place because mm -hmm. she's one of those people. She's mm -hmm. like a kind of a medium. She's very sensitive. She's like, there's definitely something going on in this place. And she just did a, you know, she burned the sage, sage. and all this. She did a couple other things. And, and after that, nothing happened. It was fine. Oh my God. Yeah. This was like a definitely a mean ghost it was like well it could have been a child was the one thing oh yeah hiding because the hiding stuff because the hiding stuff thing had happened to me before maybe like 15 years before 15 years ago when i was like a teenager uh going to a friend of mine's apartment and something stuff like basically something similar but way more just like freaky it happened let's do there. that story okay so this is in king of prussia pennsylvania i'm going to visit a friend of mine I'm newly free, you know, I, I'm 16, I've got a, I've got a car, I've mm -hmm. got my parents' car, I drive to King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. And my Where are you from? Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, okay. or just outside of it. Um, and I go to his, the, this apartment building, King of Prussia, and he tells me, and the, you know, he's like, listen, we're not going to be there, but uh, we might not be there, we might be running out, but, you know, we should be there. I said, okay, fine. So I go up to their apartment and I just knock on the door and the door just opens. Wow. It, it was very bizarre how it was. It was almost like the bolt was just not even there, but the door just opened and I was like, weird. And this is August and it's very hot out and I go in the apartment and it's very cold and there's no okay. AC going because they've got fans and stuff. None of them are on and it's very cold in the apartment. I'm like, hello, hello. Nobody's actually there. I'm like, weird. I don't feel good in the apartment and also they're not there it's my first time being there yeah yeah so I'm like I don't even know this I this is their place I see things that definitely belong to them but I was like I didn't feel great in there I dropped my bag took a book out wait waited sat in the lobby 
and um and that was and that was it uh they came they came by we're like okay let's smoke some weed Mm -hmm. you know we're big stoners um friend's like yep let's smoke let's smoke the weed he's looking for the weed he's like i can't find the weed i'm like yeah you're a stoner obviously you lost the weed right he's like no it's not the stoner his girlfriend who doesn't really smoke is like it's the ghost i'm like shut up i have no i don't i'm not buying any of this shit even though i'd had some childhood experiences um i'm not really buying this shit He's like, I'm telling you, dude, it's the ghost. He's r- ripping the apartment apart looking for the weed. And he's he's a stoner and he loves weed and that's his life. So I was like, okay, whatever. Me and his girlfriend go out to go get uh, some liquor and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point I'd called him while we were there. I'm like, hey, did you find the weed? He's like, dude, I can't find it. You know, it's going to turn up really randomly because that's what this thing does. This okay. is what he says. <laughs> I'm just like, ha, 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 shut the fuck up. How are you getting liquor at 16? Well, I'm not. She is. Oh, you, you had like 15. really. Yeah, she's, she's not 15. 15. <laughs> she's five years older than I was. Okay. Then. I was, wow, actually more, I was really... more like 17, 18 at this okay, time. Okay, I was yeah. like, you have old friends. Okay. Yeah, and no, I was like more 17, 18 at this time. Um, so if, anyway, we come back to the apartment and, um, you know, we're, I see him still looking around and we're sitting in the living room and he's looking for the weed in there and we go to the bedroom and there's nothing there. And then I come out to the living room and the bag of weed is just sitting like right in the middle of the couch. Oh it's just God. sitting there and they're like, it's the ghost. I'm like, ha ha ha, shut up. Whatever. I ignore it. We're drinking a bunch. We drink a bunch of like tonic water and seltzer and they're telling me about this ghost and whatever. And I'm like, okay, this is all bullshit. And, uh, we run out of tonic. I'm like, oh, let me get the other bottle. We definitely got two other bottles, two bottles of tonic. Can't find the bottle of tonic. Oh, oh gosh, where God. is it? We're going th- into the back of the refrigerator. They're immediately like, dude, we know the drill with this. I'm in the bathroom because I'm like, they're they're fucking with me right now. Yeah. They're like, we swear to God, we did not move the bottle of tonic. I'm like, fuck you guys, whatever. So we decide to go to a bar and just drink a little bit. <laughs> come back home, hang out, go to bed. I wake up at 3 a.m., the witching hour, more or less. Mm -hmm. It's really not feeling good in the apartment. Like, I'm just like, this is creepy. Mm -hmm. It feels like air conditioning level cold, even though they only had fans. And I'm like, I'm thirsty. I go to the fridge. Right in front of everything else is the bottle of tonic. Just sitting there, just like staring at me. I'm like, this is fucked up. Oh, my God. (laughs) So it's not over. Uh, the next day they had to like go to work or something. I forget what it was. They had to go to work or something like that. And I was going to go visit some other friends like in Philly. And, um, I remember I, I come back at night to meet them and it's like maybe 10 o'clock at night and I knock on their door and nobody answers. So I call them. I'm just standing in front of their door and I call them and my friend's like, yeah, yeah, sorry, we're not back. We'll be back in like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, cool. I shut the phone off. And as soon as I shut the phone off, the door knocked at me. And then I just fucking bolted and went back down to the lobby. Oh my God. I was just like, I can't fucking do it with this place. No. Oh my God. That gives me chills. It was again. really creepy. So did they move out? Like what? I, that's all. They, they then found out that a child had been killed in that <gasps> apartment. Really? Yeah. A child had died in that apartment apparently. Cause this was like a modern ish building. Right. It wasn't like an old place. That's creaky. It was like a fairly modern uh, apartment and they had had bad feelings and da 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 da. And, 
And they said that finally somebody else from the building who was like some kind of a medium was like, there was something bad happened in your apartment. <gasps> blah, blah, blah. Did they, they get it there. like cleansed? Or no, I think they moved out pretty yeah. soon after. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. You have great stories. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah, yeah. I have one more if you want it. I want it. I want okay, them all. Okay. This is so great. So this is when Three I was a really small child. This is when I was a really small child. This is all my ghost stories. Uh, I'm a very small child and I start sleeping in my, what was my brother's bedroom. And I would just see this woman uh, just in the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid, I was like, that woman is made of cobwebs. That's so weird. And I would see her like pretty consistently and I wasn't dreaming and I knew I wasn't dreaming because uh, I would have dreams and it wouldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the, I'm explaining this right, but I would see this woman and she would get closer and closer and I d- wasn't scared of her. And I was actually like kind of, uh, this sounds weird, but I was like kind of turned on by this woman, <laughs> even though I was like a really young boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like kind of into this. I was like a horny young boy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and she would come closer and I would, at one point I remember she just kind of came over me and I was like, ooh, it was very weird. Well, that's so funny. It was, it was so weird. And, uh, but I would see her consistently and then i remember and it was a very weird thing i remember because there was a crab apple tree in front of the house that i grew up in and i like loved that tree uh i used to spend all my time in that tree i would climb it all the time and just i would eat the apples off of it and i just loved it and one day my parents the the township or whatever told them they had to cut the tree down and the night before that happened i saw the ghost okay and um and then I had this dream about the Wicked Witch, and we were all we were standing in front of that that crab apple tree, and the Wicked Witch uh, came up to me, and I'm like, "Ooh, the Wicked Witch!" And for some reason, I was kind of aroused by this, and she comes and she puts her face against my face and kind of kisses me, and I'm like, "This is weird," and I feel something weird, like a grain or something, in my mouth. And I'm like, I thought it was like a tooth, you know, Mm -hmm. and I spit it out and it was two apple seeds. (gasps) And then after that, the tree got cut down and uh, I never saw that woman in the corner of my room again. Whoa. Yeah. So you think she was like a ghost of the tree? I that that, It was a very weird thing, but I was like, I, I distinctly remember like after that. There was no other appearance of this woman, of this ghost woman. So, I do remember my mom being really afraid of being home sometimes, though. And really? Like, especially going into the basement to do, like, the laundry. She would always bring me with her. And I'm like, what the fuck am I? I'm like, what am I? Yeah. Like, your five-year-old human shield, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> what the fuck, mom, you know? But she just, like, she really would get kind of creeped out being there. Huh. Um, so do you think the woman, the Wicked Witch, is was the... It's cobweb lady? I know. I think that was just a dream, you know? That's like dream stuff where it's like I'm seeing the Wizard of Oz a lot and I'm having this like weird, vaguely like pre-erotic, erotic encounters with yeah. this kind of ghost thing. But I do remember it very distinctly and it's something that I just has never not been vivid in my mind of seeing that woman in my room multiple times. Oh my God. I yeah. God, the seeds. That's so crazy. The seeds thing was wild. That's yeah, insane. I know. That was just like. Did you tell your parents? Did you tell your mom? No. No. I was too scared to tell them. They, they, would, they would have like yelled at me or something. Yeah. You know? it, it's, it's like they weren't having that shit, even though my mom would, would have probably been freaked out or something. Yeah. She wouldn't have told you. Yeah. I just never told them about it and it was fine. 
So I have a question that I'm asking everyone on this podcast because yeah. it's comedians with ghost stories. Yeah. What is the scariest thing in comedy? The scariest thing in comedy? Could com- be right aside now. Aside from men. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to sound like too much of an ally, but like it's just too, to such a slam dunk. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said that. So. It's, so, it's so obviously uh, dudes in the West Village. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's your what's the scariest what's, thing can I ask you um, can I turn the tables on you my scariest thing in comedy generally is that um, I think that merit doesn't necessarily yes. get you places no I, honestly that is probably my biggest fear about comedy yeah is it's not just about the work or the talent it's just multiple other factors that can go into it it's really wild I don't think I've ever participated in something that's less merit based I know it's true <laughs> It's true. Terrible. It's true. Um, well, thank you so much for doing this podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, I before you go, tell me about something that you've done in comedy or is coming up that you're proud of, and then give um, uh, the people where they can find you on the internet. Uh, well, best place to find my shows is usually on Instagram. Sometimes I'm lazy about posting about shows, but. Um, I've got a bunch of shows this weekend. Oh, Rogue Island. I'll be at the Rogue Island Comedy Fest oh, next great. month in October. Uh, I'm going to ask you about that after. I, I think it's going to be a good time. That'll be in October. I think Columbus Day weekend, 13th and 14th. It's a and, fun festival. Okay, I yeah. can't wait. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, excited. Yeah. Out of all the festivals I've done, this is the one I'm most excited to do. Uh, some really amazing comics there. Uh, and check out my podcast. It's called Mango Bay, M-A-N-G-O-B-A-E. I do it with another very funny comic, Usama Siddiqui. Check us out on Instagram, at Your Mango Bay. Uh, it's a good time. Great. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I really hope you liked it. I'm obsessed with these stories and these people. Um, if you enjoyed it, you maybe should come to our live show. We're doing a live show of Comedians with Ghost Stories uh, on Halloween night at 930 at Caveat. You can go to caveat.nyc to get a ticket. Um, also, if you enjoyed this, you can kick us a couple bucks. Um, just Venmo me at Emily-Winter. What that does is it helps pay for my Podomatic Pro account, which is a little pricey, and I need it for uh, all the downloads. So thank you so much for supporting this podcast. I really do appreciate it you can find me emily winter at emilywintercomedy.com and on instagram and twitter at emily mcwinter that's emily mc winter because my middle name is mckenna anyway uh keep listening i hope you liked it and have a great day oh my gosh that was a dumb ending okay but like okay okay thank you okay oh boy <laughs>